Guys, welcome back to another episode of the one of our Arsenio's ESL podcast. And man, my voice is far, far better than what it was, okay? I'm very, very grateful for that. And in saying that, people, today we're going to be discussing, again, a follow-up from Cutting the Budget. So I realized, for whatever reason, I did not have an episode saved up on Monday. And so I just, uh, you know, this past Monday, as a matter of fact, uh, well, not even this past Monday, let's just say Monday the 7th, I believe. Okay, no, I think it was the 8th of November. Um, I did an episode, and then there was another follow-up episode in regards to something I had gone through here. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh my God, you know, I, I realized that, wait, I don't even have a, an episode this upcoming Monday. So then I'm like, man, let me just hurry up and place another episode in there, and I'll just upload, obviously, to corporate finance later on. So here it is. I do apologize, people. It is the 22nd. It is a Thanksgiving week. Man, man, man. I just want to say big, big grateful you are here with me today on this beautiful Monday. Thanksgiving, it's not about the ridiculousness in regards to what happened back in the 1600s before, you know, they like to call them the colonists, but let's just call them for what they are, the killers of mankind, uh, the genocidal maniacs, okay? Before they ended up unleashing a killing spree amongst my beautiful people, the Native Americans, uh, they decided to have a feast together, okay? And then after that, the so-called, what the, what the, <laughs> the historical reference, the pilgrims, <laughs> they end up, you know, just basically just killing them off, right? So, anyways, now that we've, you know, taken out the, the very nice names of the colonists and the pilgrims, call them for what they are. They're killers, okay? 80 million Native Americans dead within a 200-year period, so kiss my ass. But it is a week of blessings. It is a week of grace. It is a week of accomplishments. It is a week of so much. I'm going to be having an amazing feast uh, for the first time at a hotel, staying at the hotel before going off on a holiday a day after. Uh, and I'm just so grateful and so excited because this is also, I'm two days away from doing my first ever massive project. I ended up signing a massive contract with a company out here, a high performance slash business English trainer, totally different from what people are accustomed to doing and learning English. It's gonna be totally, totally different. I'm hoping that I will be uploading uh, different uh, videos to social media. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you follow me on my ESL podcast page or my Facebook page. There's gonna be a lot of great things going up. So in saying that, okay, because this one and this specific you know, uh, podcast could be a little bit, um, it could be uh, a little short. It might be a little bit short. So I want you guys to just sit back and enjoy this. What we're going to be doing, we're going to be listening to a meeting between Melissa, the finance director, and the heads of other departments. Now, remember, two weeks ago, we talked about the cutting of the budget. Okay, what are the first budgets to be cut? I told you about different ways you could set up an email in regards to, you know, the finance director of Goodbye get, <laughs> send them an email say, hey, listen, y'all got to come up with ways to trim about 20% of your um what is it of your budget and of course the first thing they do is they trim the workforce and then after that they're like okay who do we not need right now who is uh expendable and i told you guys about that in uh the previous podcast about two weeks ago so now we're gonna listen to this wonderful audio and then we're gonna break it down but keep in mind again how well uh do you think melissa manages this meeting uh, is there anything she could have done better in this situation? 
And how does she manage to persuade the other department heads to review their budgets again? And so with that being said, people, let's dive in. If it wants to play, of course. Thanks for coming, everyone. I know people are a little upset with my request to cut 10% from your existing budgets, and I thought it might be a good idea to talk about it. Uh, yes, you're asking a lot, Melissa. I mean, our initial budgets were down on last year anyway, and now you want us to cut them again. It's impossible. I understand how you feel, Simon, but I'm afraid it's necessary. We're in an extremely unpredictable business environment, and we just don't know what will happen. Keeping money back is better than having to find savings later, isn't it? I guess. Does anyone else have any concerns? Yes, I've gone over the numbers again and again, but I just can't find 10%. I might have to look at staffing costs. I, I wouldn't do that just yet, Anya. That's not something we're considering. Hmm. Come and see me later and we can have a look at your budget. We definitely don't want to start cutting people, do we? Mm -hmm. But, Melissa, what if we can't find the extra money without cutting people? When are we going to have that conversation? Well, the market is incredibly volatile at the moment, and we might have to consider staff reductions, but I want to avoid that. I know it's tough, but this action now could save jobs later. So, we can all go over our budgets again and find those little extra savings, can't we? Go And, and the thing is... Um, Oh, okay. So let's break this down. Okay. How well do you think Melissa manages the meeting? Well, the thing is, you know, I, I don't really believe that this was a very good meeting to, to begin with, you know, and I remember I did, uh, I believe it was back in, oh my God, I think it was back in season six, if I'm not mistaken, how you can manage meeting the talking points and exactly what you're trying to accomplish going over the agenda. Like what is the aim of the meeting? And so basically what happens is, you know, there's one guy that's angry and he says it's impossible. But the thing is this lady, Melissa has absolutely zero empathy and she provides nothing. Oh, okay. Can you go after, you know, can you go over it? Can you go over it? And people are like, listen, there's nothing we can do. And it sounds like Melissa's not even that good at even going over budgets. If she really gave a damn, she would go into every specific, you know, department and figure that out. Because guess what? At the beginning of the meeting, okay, she's like, oh, you know, uh, I just didn't, you know, to be honest with you, I think she had a very bad tone. I think she was, you know, it's absolutely important. It's, we're in this business and this and this. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to accomplish, Melissa? Because then you said, no, no, no. I would hold off on that right now. It's so funny. At about one minute. She was like, okay, I would hold off on staff reductions right now. And then the guy was like, is this something that we're going to have to consider? And then she changes her tone. Oh, yes, we're probably going to have to consider this. And everyone's like, oh, no. Like, what the fuck? Melissa, come on. You can do better, okay? You're probably paid the big bucks, obviously, because you're getting together all department heads. But what can you do for each single department, whereas they don't have to let people go? Because you know what? It's just like SpaceX, okay? SpaceX, I remember back, you know, I think it was uh, during the COVID uh, last year, they released so many of the aeronautical engineers. And I'm like, see, don't even try hiring anyone else ever again. Because you had the savings. Looking at 
how much Tesla Tesla is a trillion dollar brand, if I'm not mistaken, or SpaceX. This motherfucker, Elon, Elon Musk is worth a trillion. And you're telling me you can't pay like about 10 to about 100 aeronautical engineers. Like if you really gave a damn, you would. That's all there is to it. Like the thing is with these fat cats, okay? And if this is your first time tuning in, a fat cat is somebody like a CEO, a manager. They lack so much empathy. And empathy is what gives you that human connection. When you lack that and you're just sitting there with your suit and tie, you're condescending, you're blowing everything over, you're very standoffish, you're like, oh, well, I'm going home to my wife, my big house, and my, you know, my 7 Series Audi. I really don't give a damn. How could you be someone who shows that? And so, I mean, you know, this is why I'm so excited going forward in my life because, you know, I just think there have been so many times that, you know, I've seen people lack, res- uh, you know, lack respect. They just don't give a damn. If you look at me, okay, and look at the person I am, I've become in this entire condo, I'm like probably the 1%. And this is a middle to upper class condo. We got doctors, we got nurses, we got police, we got a lot of different people working in the business sector, Aberdeen and investments, people that live in this condo, right? But never do I ever look down on the janitors whatsoever. Never, ever, ever. And what I mean by that is, well, you never see me saying, oh, well, yeah. Uh, And if somebody says good morning to me, I'm absolutely going to look at them and say good morning and strike up a conversation regardless of my pockets. And I just think especially women, they believe they are so entitled, especially the women out here. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because if they end up being the fat cats of a specific industry, they're going to be the same disgusting sloths that they think Oh, yeah, janitors and security guards and everyone like that. Yeah, they're below me, so I don't need to make eye contact. It's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and someone comes over, okay? The waiter, waitress, which they're commonly known as, and they ask for whatever you want. You don't even make eye contact, and you have a very condescending tone. That right there shows that you've lost, and regardless of your legacy, you're always going to be known as an asshole. And I just want people to know that because I know, you know, listening to Eric Thomas, who I love so much, but, you know, with my own fellow African-Americans, they have a tendency of being very condescending and lacking that empathy. And I don't care how rich you are, like the Michael Jordans of the world, if you just fire people left and right, even Brenda Bichard, who I love so much, who I'm going to be doing the, you know, the high performance training. I agree with them on just about everything, but his hiring process is absolutely abysmal. And so in saying that, going back to the budget, listening to this, if you have someone at the very top who lacks that, it's over. I've worked out a job, people, where that the, the top number one, I remember I told him about a racially influenced event back in 2016. And this is the guy that ended up becoming the head teacher in that specific tutorial center out here in Bangkok, Thailand. He looked at me and he said, oh, you have to rise above it. You have to rise above it. That's a man who doesn't give a fuck. And that's a man who lacks empathy. You put him at the number one spot, I'm toast. And I was. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened, let's be honest. But still, if you could tell a lot about a company, if the main guy is an asshole, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it off with this one. I probably shared this story many of times, but I get so many beautiful listeners tuning in from around the world. And I remember back in 2016, there was a guy named Simon with a language center, and I'm gonna call him out. Language Express, absolute dog shit. The turnover 
at which people were literally rotating in and out. The teachers and the staff. The longest person that I worked there before was just a year. The majority of people were just one to five months. And this language center has been around for the longest. And you know what? Because of his lack of empathy and because of him literally hiring white, 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 which I don't mind whatsoever. But if I walk past a class of Thai students and they give me dirty looks, do you understand what you're perpetuating? Unconsciously, you're doing this. I remember I sat down and big shout out to my Japanese students. Love you guys so much. <clears throat> out here, there's a there's a small Japanese community. And for some reason, it's th they're the hate from them towards people like me. It's unbelievably substantial. Remember, every time I would sit down, a Japanese girl would get up, go to another place. Now, she already knew I was one of the teachers there. Right. We're going on six years. But again, <laughs> I'm very grateful that it all happened. And then I would, you know, go over here and talk to someone and she was sitting near the coffee shop. She would get up again, move away. And she would consistently do that to get away from me again. And to top that off, oh, Arsenio, those are just the students. The CEO did not want me to teach TOEIC, which I now have and are creating courses on. And I'm like the top 1% on YouTube in regards to TOEIC. He said, oh, no, we can't have Arsenio teaching TOEIC because he's black and the students don't like black teachers. You get what I mean? The lack of empathy from the top. And guess what? When COVID happened, that entire language center went supplant. He didn't give a damn about anyone. He cut everyone off that quickly and everyone was out of a job. I'm just trying to give you perspective. Cutting the budget equals always cutting the workforce. And if you have lack of if you have a lack of empathy and someone hires you and they seem very bossy, please stay away from that goddamn job. That's all I'm trying to tell you guys. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode of the Arsenio ZSL podcast. Join the conversation at Arsenio ZSL podcast on my Instagram and I'll be seeing you there over and out.